honey, mm-hmm. you know how we go on road trips and we always have these earth-shattering conversations D&Ms. that change the world. And I always say to you, I wish I had the dictaphone on. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got the dictaphone on today. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. And I <clears throat> uh, wanted to introduce you to our audience because I think they're going to find you really inspiring since I do, of course, mm-hmm. I might be a little biased. Uh, for those listening, I've been in Megan's life now for nine years and over that time uh, I've ghost written for Megan, I've told her story many a times and different chapters of that story uh, till, until today where Megan really now gets to step into that role of telling her own story and I'm super excited for that because she can turn into that uh, that leader that I've always seen in her four mums and to inspire other mums and other women who are to become mums. Mm-hmm. So let me introduce you now to my wife, uh, Megan Brown, mm-hmm. formerly Megan Cassily. <laughs> <laughs> And the crowd goes, wow. Yeah. So before we dive into who you are, I'd like to ask you why you're inspired to create this podcast because it's been a long journey to get to this content creation thing for you, mm-hmm. hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it has. So, yeah, for a long time I was just like shying away from that but at the same time I've always had conversations with mums over coffee or play dates or whatever and been like oh that's really inspiring or oh I'd love you know the same thing as I'd love to hear other mums hear this sort of conversation this sort of epiphanies and light bulbs so I just wanted to make a platform for all um, females basically to listen to and for inspiring females that are either already mums or their future mums um, of the world. And I wanted to create that platform for them to tell their stories that will hopefully empower other females who are listening. You listen to audio books and podcasts when you chop the yeah. veggies. So that's become like my new favourite thing is... Because both my kids are at school now, that I can get into the kitchen by myself. So whereas before it was very much the kids are involved. So now that they're both at school, I love nothing more. And it's kind of like me time now. And it gets me going uh, after procrastinating about getting shop and chop and cook up done. So I think I get excited then. And I think I'm going to put my earphones in and I'm going to listen to someone that inspires me and empowers me to do better uh, while I get the food prepped for the entire week. And then in no time, I've got all this delicious food ready to go for the whole family. And at the same time, I've grown a little, I've been inspired a little, and I've had some me time. Yeah. Yeah. And you even was, you were telling me on the way home from our walk, today mm. and you listen to uh, audiobooks and podcasts when you train as a trainer as well in the yeah gym. so now that's become um, a really cool habit of mine as well I, I can't do music I can't stand the gym music either I 
it's like I want to go into my own headspace and I'll put on the audio book that I'm currently listening to and even though it may not sink in completely, like I'm completely present if I'm distracted by pain or um, <laughs> breathing or counting, it's still somewhere going into my subconscious and it helps me get that workout done too and then, yeah, I feel really good afterwards. Awesome. So what makes you who you are? So I named myself... Uh, actually, you came up with the idea first. Uh, we named ourselves Mumleet and Dadleet uh, when we had Logie, which is yep. the, our second child. And uh, we decided that, yeah, like mums are everyday athletes and dads, you want dads to be everyday athletes. I mean, we've got to be sharp with our reflexes. We've got to be um, up early, organizing the day for the family. We have to be sharp, even though we don't always feel sharp, um, focused and on the go physically, mentally and emotionally until our head hits the pillow at night. So for me, that's mums are everyday athletes. And I became that or we started to really embrace that after the second baby and um and running our own health and fitness studio so that is what makes me up but also my two girls you as my husband um and our fun active healthy freedom living lifestyle that's what makes me up to be the person that i am and i without any of you humans you beautiful humans in my life i wouldn't be who I am and I wouldn't be so confident in the person that I am today. We're really connected on that, on mm. the freedom side of things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I suppose that's why we're still here today. Yeah, so I know that seekers. you always think that it was health and fitness that connected us, but I, 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 it did connect us mm. initially, but yeah. the freedom side of, yeah, we could just pack up tomorrow and be nomads if we wanted to, or we jump <laughs> on a flight and who even knows where we're going. Yeah. That is what connected us. Um, and our little girls are very similar in that way as well. Yeah. 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 I, I struggle uh, with that, some, like especially the last year or so is when we've been taking our own health and fitness journeys Separately, yeah. separately, but also together. Yeah, and and finding finding other ways of connection inside of our new life up here in Brisbane. Mm, mm. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like the freedom is is something that we've really kind of had as the backbone mm. of of our relationship. Experience seekers. Yes. What I'm beginning to find out that we are, yes. we are like total experience seekers. And, you know, even when the kids aren't even necessarily on board, sometimes once we make them get on board, yep. uh, they really embrace it and go, oh, it was so fun. Yeah. And this, this... we are at our best when we're yeah. living that value. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a whole new experience, I suppose. Uh, so talking about experiences what were the series of experiences that have led you down the path that you're on right now? Got a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a long story, but um, it all started, obviously, when becoming a mum for the first time. I became a mum for the first time in 2010. My eldest is 11, about to turn 12. And as it does for many mums, it changed my entire being uh, it made me um, question what I was doing with my life. Was I doing enough? 
um, who I who I am as a person or who I was as a person or and then maybe question who I wanted to be and what example I wanted to set for my daughter who is going to become a woman or who is a woman. Uh, so I within the first year of her life, I changed careers. I was a dental assistant for five years and five years too many. I was trapped inside four walls and it just wasn't me. I'm really energetic and bubbly and I felt like I bounced off those walls and it bored me um, to tears. So I changed into the health and fitness industry. I was always active, um, always cared about what I what I ate to my the best of my knowledge. Um, and cared about constantly being active. I kind of knew but didn't know that movement was my priority. And it's only just becoming very, like I'm only just becoming very aware of how much I've known movement is the priority for me. So yeah, I got into the um, the health and fitness industry because I cared about my health and well-being. but not only myself now, uh, I had my child to think about and I cared about what went into her body uh, so I wanted to know more. Uh, and then I also wanted to help others as well because I'd seen me going to the gym or me caring about what I was eating and then others around me, girlfriends, um, mums, they actually would ask me questions on uh, and wanted to join in if I was doing a workout and we'd meet up and make little groups and all that kind of thing. So I felt like or here is something that I'm actually good at and it comes so naturally to me. Uh, so that whole part of my life back then, uh, when I became a mum for the first time, changed careers. It took me on a massive transformation of myself and that included a marriage breakdown in the first two years. Uh, so starting over again as a single mother uh, back then and then to meeting my now husband owning and running a fitness studio together we then fell pregnant with my second daughter with our second daughter uh, and I had I discovered that I had this um, core belief that I could do it all like I'm very you know women empowering we can do anything we want um, we can have it all we can do it all so I had that core belief and you know I was out to prove that you can stay fit you can stay healthy um, whilst being pregnant and then you can bounce back after giving birth so the common narrative that that bouncing back the pressure the pressure yeah and and i suppose that combined with your priority of movement mm. has kind of led into the next part yeah exactly so um while i did achieve that and you were a hundred percent you know my biggest cheerleader <laughs> my biggest fan yeah yeah cool yeah this is what she wants to do 100 percent believe in her 100 percent back her um and so yes i achieved all of that and what came about after the, the initial postpartum of my second child, uh, nobody could have seen coming, right? Yep. You couldn't have seen it. I couldn't have seen really it. Really confused. People following me couldn't have seen it. Outside looking in, mm. thought I had all my shit together, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the appearance. Yeah. So what actually happened after that was my my our second baby girl wasn't a sleeper 
So I had a, my first child who screamed for the first five weeks of her life. I was 24. Um, that sort of, you know, that sort of settled itself out quite early on. But um, Logie wasn't a, wasn't a sleeper. And um, yet I still had this core, core belief uh, that I could do it all, even on little to no sleep. Um, crazy. I had a really weird mindset um, that I just didn't even. Yeah, I think it was par- partially it. the fact that you're a big social, like social character. You yeah. need to be around people. Stimulated. And, a lot. We're, and we're living in a small town. Yeah. We were in a, a house that we didn't enjoy. Yeah. And it was lonely. Like it would have been lonely for you. Yeah. Um, looking back on that, yeah. I think about it. I was running a business. I was renovating a new house. I was not a new house. I was renovating a new studio. Um, so and that was all around. The but time you were training. You, and you were training. Birth. Yeah. And then I was, I was training clients, training yourself. I was so focused on keeping myself in shape as well. Mm. Keeping up appearances, right? Keeping up appearances that, yeah, that just on that emotional level, I, I guess you were seeking some kind of connection and you weren't getting that at home, so you went out to get it. And totally. But I've always been like that as well. Yep. Yeah. Like yep. even with, with Miri, you know, week one of her giving birth, I was up walking around the supermarket, <laughs> or the, the sorry, the shopping centre. Yeah. Yeah. But in that marriage as well, you didn't have that, that connection, connection yeah. in the home either, so... Yeah, yeah so I was I'm, I'm out just having seeking. epiphanies as I'm talking. And totally, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same. And so that's right. That's why I went. I was crazy enough to go back to um, exercise three weeks postpartum because I think, yeah, I, I loved having my baby and I loved having a newborn. But at yeah. the same time, I would have been very bored and lonely. At home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at home. So I was like, hey, I had a three and a half hour labor, mm. no stitches, yeah. got up, walked out of there. Pff, I'm like, You're I'm good. amazing. I'm woman. <laughs> Hear me roar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, three weeks postpartum, I was like, I'll go back to exercise. And like you said, I was looking for that connection. Mm. So I came to the studio to yeah. hang out, yeah. you know, just to hang out um, mm. and, you know, get my pre baby body back because I'm so healthy and I'm invincible. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't prioritize the sleep and recovery. I prioritized right. connection and yeah. um, showing, keeping up appearances, I reckon, yep. it, that I could do it all. Yeah. So I continued on the same path, the same routine, the same habits uh, that I had before having two children. A business, mm. a husband, mm. um, and a child that did the second child that didn't sleep, and she was very clingy and very needy, but for good reason probably because I she could probably feel things off me yep. that I wasn't dealing with that I was suppressing, um, so she could she, so connected, she's mm. so connected with me that I couldn't see it. What's that? What, what you say? You say something about each baby has. An impact on you. Mm. They're here for a to reason teach to you. teach you something. Yeah. So what did Logan yeah. teach you? So not only do parents have the job of teaching and raising their kids, yeah. each kid, I firmly believe that each child comes into your life to teach you something. <laughs> um, and most definitely, Logie has taught me to slow down. Yeah. Slow down, be in the moment, savor the moment. And 
you know, the laundry or like if you're not, if you didn't get a good night's sleep, you know, you don't necessarily have to do a workout and push yourself, mm. but at the same time, or you prioritize. So yes, I might've been feeling crappy one time. So I will choose, am I going to do a workout or am I going to prep food that's going to be in the fridge for all of us is going to be benefit all of us. Mm. Um, and just slow down and do yoga rather than going in manic moving. Um, yeah. You know, a good friend of ours has described it as manic movement, and um, I feel that too. When Who's you hear that? Jess, oh, Jess, yes. so oh. she'll be she'll be Jess on, is soon. on the next one. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, so, uh, I was going to ask. Yeah, uh, what did what did Miri teach you? Oh, Miri absolutely taught me um, that who like who I wanted to be, yeah. uh, who I was wasn't I wasn't being true to myself. Mm. Uh, and I had to ask myself that question, who did I want to be and, and um, who I really was yeah. and whether I was ready to, whether I was willing to settle um, and live somebody else's life or am I going to live my life, break away and um, go, go on that journey of self-discovery and live my truth mm-hmm. because then I wanted to show her that if you are ever not happy and you are ever being squashed down or suppressed or being made to believe and that's not somebody else's exterior of somebody else but if you're making yourself believe that you aren't good enough to be what you want to be that um you leave that situation yeah yeah you leave that environment and you create a better one yeah so yeah she definitely taught me all of that like that girl is you. Yeah, to a T. <laughs> to a T. <tea. laughs> but she's better. <laughs> she's and me, but a better, a better version of me. Yeah, and Logie is me to a T. Yeah, and she's this like the one that has needed coaching to be socially confident. Mm-hmm. She's the mm-hmm. anxious child. She was. And yeah. She's everything you couldn't resonate with until mm. you had her. Mm, definitely. Yeah. 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 The shyness. Yeah. Um, yeah, the shyness, the, oh, I will, um, you will work to earn my affection <laughs> and my trust. Yeah. And it's just not given. It's just not given. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I love that about Logie as well, that she's just so true to who she is. Yeah. Um, that, you know, she won't necessarily just be friend, friendly to you for the sake of being friendly. She'll <laughs> suss you out. She'll give you a couple of death stares. She'll, <laughs> she'll make you work for it. But then once you're in, you're in. Yeah. And you're very much like that too. Yeah. 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 So in terms of that, um, non-sleeping child, clingy, yeah. um, maintaining the, the, those the, habits. The symptoms of this chronic fatigue, mm-hmm. which, which is what you were about to say, Yes. they didn't present themselves until 18 months in. Two years. Two yeah, years. you would say, I said two years. You Did would you? probably say 18 months. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right there. I've lost, lost track because it's such a... Yeah, um, we went on a bit of a tangent there. <laughs> a, a blur, no, but it's just such a, um, a bit of a blur oh, yeah. in between those times. Mm. Um, so it took two years of non-stop for me um, trying to do it all right yeah. for Miri. Like, mm. you know, I did try and prioritise her and make sure that, 
you know, uh, four days after Logie was born, I was there at her swimming lessons. I was taking her for a swim lesson. She couldn't miss out on that just because I had the baby, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, and the same as with my second child, I wanted to be there. I wanted to do it all. I was the one that was breastfeeding, you know, you couldn't do much anyway. So I was up anyway. You would, I took on what you were taking on in terms of closing the other studio, training the other. I felt like as though I'd let you down because I couldn't be there. I was just, you know, had this child attached to, to, to my boobs and, and me. Um, so I took on what you were what you were doing as well. So two years of that nonstop, never taking time out for myself to heal, to recover emotionally, physically, mentally, all of that. Um, I got very, very sick. And like you just said, I was diagnosed with um, severe anemia and glandular fever was the final like smack in the face you're not going anywhere you you can't move you can't eat you can't swallow um yeah very very sick with... so the doctor said that to you yes so when i went and, and in fa- on father's day 2017 would have been yeah, yeah, it would have been, yeah, 17. yeah, 17, so that wasn't two years. Yeah, it was, it was 18 months. 18 months, you're right. Yeah, I got very, very sick with temperature. Yeah. Um, I couldn't go into the cafe to yeah. have a coffee with you. Yeah, and I knew something was wrong. Yeah, I laid in the car. <laughs> On Father's Day, yeah. yeah, you weren't able to come I wasn't able to socialise. Yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, and you know that whenever I've been sick, you know, mm. you know when I'm sick because mm. I can't, I, I, I can't move. Yeah. Like, whereas I force myself and force myself, and then, so I got, um, yeah, I got knocked down and um, had glands up like golf balls where I couldn't swallow. I even had to when I went to the doctor, they had to prescribe me that, um, what was that numbing gel that I had to like put on my throat every day to numb my my glands at the back of my throat to eat it's um lidnocaine or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was like liquid lidnocaine yeah. that i had to get and it gives me horror feels when i think about it going into the bathroom every day getting a cotton bud mm. um and putting it down my throat to numb my throat so i was able to dr- just even drink yeah. um and try and eat something substantial so um, so yeah, diagnosed with the, with the glandular fever and also known as chronic fatigue. And my doctor said to me, um, if you don't stop what you're doing right now, yep. you are going to get very, very sick. Um, and so then I went on a whole another journey of health <laughs> yeah. and well-being, yep. like a big wake up call that I don't know everything. Mm. We don't know everything. Yeah. Yep. Um, and learn how to prioritize rest and recovery. Mm. Learn how to have the proper nutrition there. How to not over exercise. Yeah. Because that was a massive problem for me. Yeah. Uh, and how to include my whole family in the entire process. That it's not just about me. It's about mm. my whole family. Mm. But yeah, if I don't take care of me first, my whole family falls apart. Yeah, so, it was scary that that time. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to um, interrupt your okay. rhythm, but uh, I just want to add how how scary it was because we didn't know. Like, you were eating so much food, mm. so and and so much nutritious food mm. for a doctor to tell us that you had no iron just didn't make sense. Yeah, so it was in the twos. 
it was yeah it was it was rock bottom low you needed to yeah. get an, an iron infusion yes like within 24 hours yeah yeah um and i remember racking our brain in the car one day looking at how you could get more iron into your diet and you could like you and asking me that insensitive question of how ask? come you're so tired before we got di before I got diagnosed, how come you're so tired? Yeah. It's not normal for you to be this tired. And yeah. I remember snapping at you. Yeah. Like it would be taken as an ins insensitive question totally. with a baby that doesn't yeah. sleep and I have a baby and two children. Yeah. For you to say, Why are you so tired? It's not normal for you to be that tired. And yeah. I snap back at you that I have a baby that doesn't sleep. Yeah. But for you, you're like, but you're eating so well. You know, we're doing all the right things that we've been taught. You're exercising, mm. you're moving. Mm. <laughs> Textbook, brain, you were doing textbooks, everything. Textbooks, you're doing everything. The, 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 the way you should have been. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously that wasn't working. And I think that was the big turning point in our, our journey mm -hmm. and in our career and how we teach in that rather than focus on what you should be doing, focusing on what you are doing and looking for the mm. subtle cues that your body gives you mm. and reading those cues and then making decisions based off that. So Yeah, before you get to the big ass cues. Before you get to the big ass cues, yeah. Where they go, you know, where your body just goes, you know what, I'm shutting down here. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah, and yeah, I think if you that was that was scary. Yeah, totally. Uh in and beyond that, I remember the gynecologist and the appointments with, with, with him uh, and, and the potential that you may have had cancerous cells and, mm -hmm. and all of that being so yes. scary. Yeah, yeah. So after the glandular fever and I started to recover and all that, like trying to prioritize the sleep mm. um, and, and the rest and recover and then came the everything else, yeah. the nutrition and the, um, how to structure exercise where mm. you're not overdoing it. I then was getting pap smear, abnormal pap smears. Yeah, abnormalities in your pap smear, yeah. Abnormalities in my um, liver yep. at one stage. Yep. Yeah. So we also um, forgot to add here when I got very, very sick is, and how I got anemic was the fact that I wasn't resting and recovering. All mm. that good food mm. that we were feeding me mm. was not getting absorbed. It was going like so. Gut was yeah. just no, no. Yeah, I guess that's where that genuine question, uh, that genuine comment came from. From me was like, mm. I, I I was going to the effort of making sure there was food there for you, yeah. making sure I gave you a, a liquid meal to drink while you were breastfeeding. Yeah, and we took so much care to that's right. make sure you were yeah. fed and fed well, and prided ourselves on on on, on that that 100%, the yeah. very the very the very kink in the the chink in the armor was the fact that you weren't sleeping and that nutrition wasn't getting absorbed by your body because you weren't sleeping yeah so it was literally going in and going out yeah and that's what a lot of people don't understand about nutrition and exercises you can do as much of it as you like mm. and you can follow a plan you can follow the best plan in the world mm. but unless you sleep and you're sleeping with great quality not sleeping long periods of time but sleeping with great quality mm. you don't actually get the benefits from that 
good nutrition and, and, and that exercise. Yeah, following that bedtime ritual and routine, no matter whether your baby's sleeping or not, yep. um, and prioritizing what's going to come. Like it, it can't, some, sometimes with babies, it can't be both. You can't exercise and, mm. and food prep. Mm. You know, you've got to choose. Yeah. Uh, that, that kind of stuff that we had to really learn. And if you aren't being aware of it, like like you said, we can follow a, a, a diet and meal plan from yeah. Joe Blow online. But <clears throat> unless you're actually connecting with yourself, journaling, m- making a diary of what's happening and how your body's responding, mm. yeah, it can all turn to utter shit yeah like it did for us as so-called health experts yeah yeah and that's where a lot of health experts even like even health experts get it wrong for yep. themselves is that they felt they follow what they're taught so well that they forget to actually follow what their body's telling them to mm. do mm. it's just like with babies they don't come with textbooks no. so we can't it's, there's gray areas there's yep. so many gray areas and so that brings us to how i now help other mums yeah. On this journey, after this journey and this transformation and all the stuff that we've learned and all the experiences that I've had, I now help other mums to do the same. Yeah. So why are you passionate about that? What, why, what makes you driven to teach these mums what you've learned? Deep down on it, it's about the kids. I'm going to say, yeah, Yeah, it's really because I love being a mama and I take that job so seriously. Yeah. More, yeah, I take that job so seriously because I'm raising tiny humans that are then going to be big humans and I've got two girls as well. So I'm very passionate about female as well. Like I'm raising two females and I know my experiences and my self-worth and um, all of the, that childhood trauma that I went through then, um, and all the lessons that I had to learn, I want to make it better for my girls that they don't have to go through what I went through. So I want to teach them to be the best possible little versions and big versions of themselves they can be. So then when I get to teach other mums who actually care and give a shit about what goes into their children's bodies um, and how they're raised and and how these little humans turn out into society yeah that's why i do what i do i've been thinking about uh the fit my method Mm -hmm. lately which is our packaged up pathway of everything that we've learned over these last few years and i've been thinking about the mission statement for that and you 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 nailed it there because I've had the same line of thought is that the mission statement for Fit My Method is to really impact thousands of children Mm. because when you think about it, mum has such a huge impact on their lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, She, she does need to be sharp. She does need to be on, on, on her best game every single day. She's a mum late. Um, and with 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 that in mind, children will do what they see more than what they're told, and we've seen it time and time again, where mums are frustrated because they're not eating all their lunch in the lunchbox, or they're not eating their veggies at dinner. Uh, they're fussy eaters, and the mum themselves is the fussy eater. Mm-hmm. Um, not setting the example. Yeah. Yeah. So it it really does wrap that up in mm-hmm. terms of our mission isn't 
And mum's secondary. What mum achieves as a benefit of the Fit Mum method is a byproduct. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 the focus is getting shit together in the household, getting dad involved, mm-hmm. getting the kids involved, and getting the family working as a, a, as a, 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 as a team, yeah. a unit. And, and we use that so, a lot in this house. Your mum late, I'm dad late. Yeah, it's a kid. Kid, kid late. Yeah, but we even with cleaning up and stuff like that. <laughs> We're a team here. You don't yeah. you don't say that's not mine. I didn't make that mess. Yeah, which which brings me to how it's far. It goes far beyond what the kids are putting in their mouths as well, yes. or what's being put in the kids' mouths. It's, it's what they're looking at, what they're yeah. listening to, the, yeah. the the environment that they're in. Yeah. Screen time is such a huge exactly impact. that too. Yeah, I'm like like I said, emotionally, physically, mentally, mm. it's it's all in one for everyone. Mm. Because even like you say, mum's secondary, but at the same time, if mum's got this sorted, she's mm. at her top of the game. Mm. So then she has clarity and she can see what's going on with her kid. Mm. If if they're acting out, if something's happening in their world, and you go, hang on, what's what's happening here? Yeah. Can I help you? Yeah. And you just think when you're like that and you don't miss the ball, mm. you think, oh, that is a massive win. Win. Yeah. And, and this is where it gets great. Yeah. Because uh, you tell me you're a mum. Yeah. Uh, your body shape mm-hmm. and your health mm-hmm. and your energy levels, yeah. do they naturally come first or second? They come first. But do they... But Oh, you mean as a as mum? A mum? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. You yeah. put that. You put that on the back naturally, burner. Is that you put naturally? It on the back yeah. yeah. And also, society has brought you up exactly. to put Matri- it on the back burner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't care about yourself first. You care about yeah. um, the kids first. You put them first. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where I sort of see mum's body transformation as being a, a great byproduct. Yes. And that's that's secondary. Yes, yes, I know what you're saying. And and I want to explain for the listeners. Yes. In that, when Mum does focus on herself, the the kids get the primary benefit, and yes. then she gets the secondary benefit. We could go on and on about that and yeah. and go in circles, but uh, I, I suppose what I want to what I want to finish on is. <clears throat> uh, for this podcast, who do we have lined up over the next couple of episodes? We've got two cool guests mm-hmm. in the Pipeworks. Uh, we've got... Jessie. Jessie. Jessie Jash. Yeah. She's an empower, female empowerment coach, she calls mm-hmm. herself. Uh, and then we've yeah, got... Yeah, amazing, amazing woman. Yeah. Um, isn't a mummy yet, mm. uh, and but she is just an amazing woman, empowering, inspiring. Um, yeah, so very excited about having her on, which it's going to be a flip because I have been on her podcast before. Mm. So this is going to be really fun. We'll link that in the comments. Yeah. So I've been on and told a bit of my story yeah. with her and wow, like she got me nowhere near where I thought I was going to go yeah. um, in terms of telling a story with her. So this is going to be really cool for me to be able to now interview her on my podcast. And then we have Molly O'Callaghan, who is a women's health uh, physiotherapist. And she's very passionate about women's health, pelvic floor, Mm. all um, all that kind of thing. And I'll let her speak on what she's trying to 
achieve or her mission statement yeah, and all that kind of thing and her passion. But cool. yeah, that's very exciting as well. She's excited to collaborate with us too. Yeah, brilliant. That brings us to the end of today's lesson or episode. <laughs> lesson? <A> lesson. <laughs> I'm used to presenting lessons. Um, our episode today. Uh, this will be the last time you hear my voice yeah. because it'll be all female, yeah. all woman uh, moving forward. But uh, I may I may pop in from time to time. I'm really excited for this new journey, this uh, this this, this podcast, uh, and I can't wait to see what it looks like or what it sounds like a hundred episodes in. <laughs> Thanks ya. for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Mama. You can find all the relevant links, including socials, in the description section of this podcast. If you want to find out more information about how I can help you build your best body after baby, then visit my website, www.thefitmummethod.com for more info. Lastly, before you leave here today, if you've enjoyed listening, then please subscribe and share so you can help me to reach out to those mamas that also need to listen too.